Ramble. Good morning, everybody. Some exciting news happened this week that we'll definitely dive into. Ariel. And what is everyone up to this morning? I am sipping on a lavender latte. It's not anything super fancy, but I like to make myself feel fancy by putting some lavender honey into my latte in the morning. Wow. That is very fancy. My coffee shop will do like rose lattes too. So I was like, let me do something fancy for myself at home. Turn myself into a little barista. I love that. How was everyone's weekend? Mine was good. We watched a lot of, um, we binged, what was it called? Love on the Spectrum. (gasps) You got me into it. um, Yeah, it's a new dating show on Netflix. It's in Australia. And it's about like, I think there's like eight, maybe like eight or nine um, people who are on the autism spectrum. And they Uh go on like first dates. They go to a dating coach. Um, It's just so interesting. It was a really good show. And it's only like five episodes. So super easy to get into. Yeah, I'm on episode two after you you told me to get onto it. And it's super sweet. And it just um, gives more insight on how other people um, approach dating and other things that they have to do in order to get comfortable um, doing that. So it was really, it's really good exposure for them and education for all of us. Yeah. I feel like it's a perfect cross between my most wholesome show, Great British Bake Off and The Bachelor, my trashiest show. Very good uh, comparison. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get into it. You said it's on Netflix. It's on that main page right now. We're doing like house projects and stuff. So um, my parents have been living with us for the last like three weeks and uh and so we finally got our guest house done which is awesome so they have their own place then i have our own space um but we've been doing a ton of house projects so last night ned stained our deck he just uh like we cleaned it and then we restained it because it's starting to look like sun burnt and all kinds of stuff so yeah we're finally getting that done you guys are rock stars. The fact that you had that done, I feel like the last time we saw it, it was just completely, it was just rods and wood and and now it's completely done and someone's living in it. Wow, you guys are quick. I know, I know, I know. Well, I mean, I can't take much credit for the actual building of the guest house. It's, uh, I, I really had no, no part in the building of that. I was just sort of watching out the window being like, huh, I wonder what they're doing today. Actually, it's been kind of great during quarantine. Like they, you know, they kind of come every day and they work in the back and it's it's been really satisfying to watch the whole thing get done because they started basically on May 15th or sorry, March 15th, which was like right around the time that we started quarantine, like in earnest. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so this is this has sort of been like a quarantine project and we've just sort of watched it happen. And I think it's kept both Ned and I a little bit more sane because we feel like there's like we're doing something when we're not actually doing anything. But I mean, obviously the big news this weekend uh, was that we announced our pregnancy. I know, I know. It's so exciting, it's so exciting. I mean, obviously I told you guys a while ago because I'm already 20 weeks and uh, you know, second pregnancy, it's tough to hide it after like 12. Yeah, we're halfway there. Maggie, do you remember how Ariel told us? I remember when she first told us, I think I was looking down or something and everyone started screaming and I was like, what, what? And then Ariel was (laughs) like, I'm pregnant. I was like, ah. (laughs) So exciting. Um, But basically we were in the old, in the boy's office and Ariel told us the morning of when we were trialing our podcast and it was so exciting. I feel like it was harder to tell this time because the first time Ariel got pregnant, we were all, you know, it wasn't quarantine. So we knew no Chardonnay in hand. At your we wedding. Knew. But now there was no way to tell. So it was like, are they, are they, are they? I know, I know. Well, I mean, it was, your wedding was when we were early, early pregnant with Wes. And you knew yeah. immediately, even though I tried to hide it. So she was like, yeah, it's, she said she was drinking a cocktail or something. And I was like, 
Never in my life have I seen Ariel Fulmer get a cocktail <laughs> willingly, be given yeah. a free cocktail, certainly, but never go up to the bar and order one. She's a glass of wine lady. <laughs> Always the white wine. So the true. alcohol is the number one tell. Yeah, <laughs> Becky yeah. had like 5,000 things going on that day, but she still, she still smelled her. <laughs> I know she she found me in the middle of her wedding and she's like you're not drinking why aren't you drinking like, wine what yes I am I'm totally drinking I was like I remember Keith and I were like eating you know when you say hi to everyone and then you go sit back down at like your little private table and scarf some food I remember we were like eating the masticholi and I was like I think I think there's gonna be a baby I can just tell I think there's a baby <laughs> and Keith was like okay crazy lady <laughs> oh my god as if you didn't have enough to think about that day. I tried really, really exciting. hard to hide it. But you're so Yee. right. You know me too well. You know me too well. <laughs> I Having like a, I was like, yeah, I have a like a gin and tonic. Look at me. <laughs> and you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, girl. I know. You need to start switching to more like carbonated alcoholic beverages so you can throw people off. You know, you need to throw one in there <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> uh, I just love white wine. I just love it so much. What has been like the thing that stood out the most between last pregnancy and this one? Oh my gosh. Uh, this pregnancy is completely different. It really, really is. I mean, they say like, I I feel like everybody says that, that every kid, every pregnancy is different and it totally is. It's, uh, I'm like way more tired. Um, my like, my like lower abdomen is a lot more sore. Um... <sighs> I mean, it's, it's just, it just feels different, but it's also like, I actually, Ned sort of reminded me the other day. I was like, you know, it just feels really, really different. And he's like, well, now you kind of know what you're feeling and like everything isn't new and, and exciting anymore. You know, like before it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm having like a pain right here. I, how fun for me, like I'm pregnant, you know? And now it's like, <laughs> Now it's like, oh, I have a pain. I am so pregnant. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's been uh, it's been good. It's just really the being tired, and being at home all the time. It's uh, it's easy to kind of get get sort of wrapped up in in uh, in being tired because you can you're not you know out at work and you're not on site for whatever thing and and just like pushing through it. You can kind of you can kind of be like, mm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just lay down for a second if that's okay, you know? <laughs> How is it having a toddler and being pregnant? Because that's the new part. I think that also adds to the exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. 100%, it's completely yeah. different. Speaking of toddler, I can hear him running around the hall. Um, yeah, I mean, and also having a toddler at home all the time. You know, he's like constantly opening doors and, and looking for us and being, and he's, He's very verbal right now, as you guys know. You you guys have all seen yeah. him. Yeah, banana, uh, banana. But he also he he can like formulate full uh, full thoughts, and so he'll be like, "Mama, where are you? Mama, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "So cute." Excuse me, I'm taking a poop right now. Like, give me one minute, you know. So we're mm -hmm. we're working on the concept of like privacy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, because he'll 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 come in and uh, and he'll want to look, and you're like, okay, Wesley, I understand that that you want to see this, and I will give you one look, and then you need to give mom a privacy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not I'm not sure. Like, you know, should I just let him stay in there and see? Like, is it like a learning experience, or do I do I do I have to set a boundary? You know, I don't I don't actually know. I haven't. We haven't decided yet. We knew you guys were trying. Yes. We were very open about that. We were at a party at the Fulmers, I think all of us. And Ariel was like, take the wine, take the wine. We can't have it in the house. Take it with you. I think <laughs> yeah. I left with like four bottles of wine. Was it the Super Bowl? It was. Super Bowl party? It was the Super yeah. Bowl party. I remember that too. Guys, do you remember yeah. parties? Yeah. Yeah. Pre-quarantine. parties. Parties were Early. fun. So was Ging pregnant the second time around? Just as easy, a little more tricky. I haven't told you guys this yet, but I actually got some news last week. Baby is fine. Baby is is absolutely healthy, big, moving. Um, but you guys know I had Wes early last yeah. you know, last go round. 
he was four weeks early. I had him at 36 weeks, which is just barely on the cusp of being early. Um, and my mom has always had late babies. And so this was completely unexpected. I, we, we like, this is something that, that I have never had any experience with in my family. You know, there's, th there's no like family markers or anything like that. And so this time they, uh, since I'm going to be 35, the, uh, mm -hmm. th this go around, uh, it's a geriatric pregnancy, which, uh, which, you know, means that, uh, um, I get all the, these, like, I have to have all these extra tests and everything. Um, but also I had Wes early. And so I, I have to have a bunch of extra tests for that too, because they don't right. want me to be early again. And so, um, last week they, well, we were doing an ultrasound and, uh, they checked the length of my cervix, which, um, I don't know if this is TMI, let me know if it is TMI, but, um, the cervix is the part uh, that's like at the very bottom that basically holds the baby in. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And uh, like a normal size cervix is probably uh, somewhere between three and five centimeters um, mm -hmm. for like somebody who is, is, is at 20 weeks and active and you know um, where I'm at. And mine is at 2.4. So mm -hmm. the, so the, the part that is holding the baby in is slowly getting smaller and smaller and smaller too soon. Um, and, and so basically they're saying that I will probably have another early baby. Uh, and that if I get to 36 weeks, that will be a, uh, a feat of, of, uh, of my body. So wow. it's, I know it's a little scary. Uh, they're, did this like, happen? I can't lift anything. Yeah. Well, did it happen last time? Did they ever find out know. why you were so early? Yeah. They, so there was no reason to check last time because right. I didn't have any, uh, any like markers for it. And, right. um, and so it could very well have happened last time. And that's why I was early, um, oh. that I just have like an insufficient cervix or something like that. But, um, they did check for it this time and yeah. So, you know, and, and, and the doctor did actually say, she was like, you could do nothing and you could get to 36 weeks just like you did last time. Um, but so I have to go on, on this, uh, medication that, uh, makes me even more tired actually. Oh. And are you on bed rest? Not bed rest yet. Uh, I have to go back this week and they're going to check to see if it's shrinking even more. And if I get to like under two centimeters, if I get close to one centimeter, then I definitely have to go on bed rest because at that point, like like a, a sneezing fit could put me into spontaneous labor. Right. Oh I know that's, that's probably, that's probably a, like an exaggeration, but you know, yeah. she was like, you have to be really careful once it gets low, you know, once it gets too small. Is it hard that Ned can't go in with you? So you have to like remember everything that the doctor's saying to reiterate it to him or do you guys like facetime how do you deal with oh that? my gosh it is so hard it is so so hard i mean last time ned was going to every single one he loved the ultrasounds i mean the ultrasounds are the best part because you yeah. know you can feel the baby but you can't like you can't see them and you don't really know they're there. And especially like this kind of early in pregnancy, like still in the second trimester. Um, I don't know. There's, there's not as much like movement that you can feel and, and experience. And so those ultrasounds are, are like your window into what your baby's doing. And, uh, and they're just so fun. And, and so doing that by myself, I know that Ned is really missing out. Uh, and so yeah. during the really big ultrasounds, I'll FaceTime him in, but during the just regular doctor's appointments, yeah, I definitely have to remember what the doctor says. And I'm always like, do you have like a, like a, like a handout or a pamphlet or something that I could take <laughs> with me so that I, I, know, so I you've can remember always been, all of this? I know. You've always been queen of taking notes. Oh, I know. That I know. <laughs> I know. I tried really hard to take notes this time because there are so many things that now, like, she was like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And I was like, um, do, like, can, can you yeah. like type this out for me? So that I can yeah. like put it on the refrigerator and just tell everyone this is what I can't do. Because right. uh, of course, you know, like I said, we're right in the middle of a bunch of house projects. And uh, I mean, you guys know me. I'm 
lifting furniture all the time and uh not anymore not anymore no. that's right oh, ma'am oh you know you know what i what i told my doctor i said um, okay so the baby's due in november and we're planning on moving into the guy's new office in november and so i said you know i have this huge install happening in november uh where i'm you know i'm gonna want to be moving furniture and i'm gonna be, you know i'm gonna want to be in there you know what the doctor said? She said, if you're still pregnant in November, I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 oh that so puts things into perspective. In October. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, that certainly changed my perspective on things. I love that your guys' timeline is kind of aligned with Try Guys. Like, boys, new business, Wesley, boys, new office, second baby. That's so mm-hmm. true. Completely un- uh, unintentional i i assure you <laughs> i'm super excited that the baby could come not come soon i don't want to say that i'm like excited that the baby would be premature or anything but i'm excited that we're gonna have another baby in the like try fam but i'm also like kind of sad because i know i probably won't get to hold the baby i know, you know? i feel like if it's we so- think about how quarantine's going and the reality of covid is that I don't know if we'll be able to cuddle the baby. I don't know if we'll be able to hold them. And I just, I remember when you had Wes and we came over and he was like a little smush bean and he just like, you just held him and he took a little (laughs) nap and it was so sweet. Oh, you're the queen of baby naps. (laughs) I I love them. I think once Wes came over to the office and Ned and I interviewed someone and I just held him sleeping in my arms during the whole interview as if he was my baby. I was like, I will take this sleeping baby and conduct an interview of an editor right now. Yeah, it's so sweet. But at the same time, it makes me so like nervous for you too, because I know Ned's not in the you know, doctor's appointments with you. And I I don't know much about the, you know, medical world and how they're handling pregnancies in this time of like being shut down. I know for a while, like the partners weren't allowed to be in the room with the person giving birth. And I just, it makes me so nervous because I'm Is like, that I still want you to happening? be by yourself. It changes every day. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know some people whose partners were allowed to be there and some people whose partners weren't. I'm sad that we can't throw you another baby shower because I feel like that <laughs> one, very first one out of like our entire friend group, it was so exciting and such a pivotal I moment know. for you guys. And I'm sure it feels um, not isolating, but it's such a happy and positive time that you want to share with your family and stuff. And I'm sure it's hard being away from everyone and being able to update people on a regular basis. And it's, I mean, you have to adapt to like video calls and stuff like that, but Maybe we'll do a video baby shower. Or we'll just like come and we'll do like a little like parade in our cars and then Ned can hold up the baby like in the Lion King, you know? (laughs) Like in the Lion King. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. I love We can do a little drive-in baby movie theater. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, also, let's be honest, that that baby shower for Wes was big enough for like five babies. That was such an (laughs) epic baby shower. (laughs) But it was so funny too, because you had Wes like right after the baby the shower. I've, week. Know, I've never so gone to a baby fast. shower where the baby came like immediately. I was like, what? I thought there was more time. The next week. I thought there was more time too. I mean, you guys know we didn't even have a car seat. We had no a car way seat, which ended up being home. the, yeah, the test. You got to do the car seat challenge. It's kind of ironic. Yeah. yeah. So Ariel, were you guys trying for a while with this baby? Yeah. I mean, we were trying for... Oh gosh, we were probably trying for at least five months. Uh, it's funny to talk about trying because you're basically talking about having sex. Uh, but you yes, you sure are. <laughs> also, we, I was reading. We're trying. <laughs> um, we, you know, we were. I was tickled by the comments. I was like reading your baby announcement comments, and Ma- someone like posted like Maggie dot dot dot. I know what you did, and it just tickled me. I was like, oh my god, don't put that in her her announcement. But it really tickled me. I know what you did. I know, I know. what you did. We know. We, we know, know, Ariel. Ariel. We know what you're doing in in that bed. In that bed you. behind you. Trying <laughs> this one. This bed. Yes. <laughs> I mean, our shooting studio now is what 
has been said on camera many times where Wes was conceived. <laughs> oh my God. That's where we work. <laughs> this is, is that something you think about when you're shooting in there? No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, we think about all kinds of other stuff now. Oh, but thank in God. the beginning, it was mentioned several times by like Keith, Zach, Eugene. It's where the magic yeah, happens, funny, both funny. Try Guys and <laughs> other things. <laughs> That's right. And has got great energy, you guys. Well, you said you were trying for a little bit, and Rachel and I mentioned that we thought you were pregnant at the Super Bowl party when you were giving away wine. Right. Mm-hmm. When was the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Was that in November? February. 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 Oh, Ned would well, be outraged. Oh, my God. I Ned would be so <laughs> upset with you. For, if, he thought you, if he knew you thought the Super Bowl was in November. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. He tells me when the Super Bowl is, and I'm like, cool, let's have a party. Party? <laughs> party? Um, yes. Well, that's because we were pregnant in February, um, and then we lost it. We had a, a, a miscarriage in late February. Um, mm. it, was a, it was an early term miscarriage, um, which actually is incredibly, incredibly common. And nobody ever, I mean, not nobody, but a lot of women don't talk about their miscarriages. And some women don't even know that they have had a miscarriage, especially if they're um, really early on in their pregnancy. Um, you know, maybe they... Uh, are trying or not trying and not to and and maybe they didn't take a test that week and then their uh you know their cycle comes back completely normally a week and a half later or something like that and they're like oh I guess I was just late Uh, but it turns out that you know they were pregnant and then um had just lost it really early and that's kind that's pretty much what happened to us Uh, but because we were trying we I was taking tests and and uh and so we found out that I was pregnant and so we got really excited and uh you know planned our whole lives around this this baby who is going to be born probably in September um mm. and uh and then and then we were we were actually we were in New York um uh for like 5 days or something like that and uh and I just sort of was like I this is not normal uh and I I was then yes and then we found out that we had lost it and I came back and went to the doctor and she was like yeah there it looks like it looks like you had a baby and now you do not um Mm. but you know uh it's actually it it I have from a lot of the mom friends that I have um I would say at least 75 percent of them have had one miscarriage mm-hmm. it's which really it, really common many of really my common. friends have had them yeah i mean my, you know the the uh, the ones that that a lot of people talk about more are the are the late term miscarriages the mm-hmm. 20 weeks 17 weeks you know when when you're already in your second trimester and maybe you've already felt the baby um and uh and those are absolutely devastating um you know but the the ones that that are uh even more common are those early term miscarriages which yeah, you know they happen so at sorry. seven eight nine. Oh, it's okay i mean yeah. you know it yeah. it happens <laughs> it, it absolutely it happens. happens a lot i think yeah. if you are a woman with close woman friends in an age where people are trying to get pregnant then you know people who have had miscarriages absolutely yeah yeah. And I think in the era of social media, you're just used to seeing um, people getting, it seems like everyone gets pregnant easily and yay, healthy baby. And then followed by like cute nursery photos. But the reality is a lot of people do have issues getting pregnant or struggle with miscarriages, but we're not as likely to share those moments just because we're used to only sharing the positive. So I commend you for sharing your story. Well, Ariel, when you first told us that you were pregnant, the time that Maggie was talking about in the office, that was also the first time you told us about the miscarriage. Um, and I haven't, I mean, I've, I've had a few friends that have had miscarriages, but we've never like deeply talked about them. And I feel like it was, you know, the way that you told us was we're pregnant and we're all really excited. And then we started asking questions and I was like, oh, and actually we also had a miscarriage back in you know, February, 
but was it, did you feel like you had to compound the two things together? Like you had to tell us sad news, but have a positive with it? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I, it's all one journey for me. You know, it, it, um, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely, there's definitely an element of, of like when you, like, you don't want to just text someone and be like, Hey, guess what? I, I had a miscarriage, you know? Um, that's, it's, that's just, you know, you, you don't usually approach, uh, difficult news in that way. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I guess I felt like I, I felt more comfortable talking about hard news, um, when I had good news to share as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe that's part of the reason why many women don't talk about miscarriages is because it's, it's, it's difficult for people to handle. Um, they don't know what to say. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a loss. Um, and it's, and it's really, really, I think it's, it's certainly difficult for me to talk to other people about loss and, um, you know, sharing that, sharing that experience. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, talking about the pregnancy, like the whole experience of getting pregnant and, you know, uh, having a little bit more trouble than we did last time and, and, and having a miscarriage, um, it was all, it was all one, one big experience for us, I think. And I think that's why so many women wait until 13 weeks to tell family, friends, and coworkers that they are pregnant because it's so hard to have that information so public that you were trying and then that you lost the baby. And that can be hard news to share with a lot of people. Oh, totally. That's a really good point. Um, because we did. We, we told family, I think, uh, you know, right when we found out. And that was, the, that was one of the hardest things about having a miscarriage was having to share it with people that we had already told that we were pregnant. You know, I think, I think Ned and I could have, could have dealt with it personally, you know, between us really, really well, you know, we, we probably would have been sad together and, and, um, but then, you know, it, it, it would have been a little bit easier of an experience if we, if we hadn't been so excited and, and told a bunch of people, um, yeah, that was that was tough. Was it hard? Because I feel like being in the public eye and also mm-hmm. like because our family lives are in the public eye now, too, with a lot of the um, like quarantine vlogs that we've been doing. It's definitely been, mm-hmm. you know, more comments about our lives from people. Was it difficult seeing the comment that I think we all get a lot, which is, are you pregnant? When are you going to get <laughs> pregnant? She looks pregnant. Like, was it hard to see those comments popping up when you were going through this privately totally yeah it all happened it it all happened sort of in the span of like three months you know the the trying miscarriage and then actually getting pregnant um you know i i have stopped looking at a lot of the comments because i find that uh it's just it's easier to deal with difficult things when (laughs) when you're just dealing with it on your own, you know? And, um, I, I used to, I, before I I got pregnant with Wes, I would see comments like, Oh, is she pregnant? She looks pregnant. And I would be like, come on. I thought it looked really good in this, like this. Yeah. Maybe I was a little bloated, but like this outfit is slamming. So, you know, give me, give me some credit here. (laughs) Can we just say no one should be saying that about a woman in the public eye or not? Ever. No. Right. Ever. Right. The Nobody end. wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. No. Nobody and wants to not- hear they look pregnant. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've all heard it. You, I mean, you, like Maggie, Becky, you guys have definitely gotten your fair share of those too. Yeah. I've never looked at my belly that ask. intensely <laughs> before. I never, yeah. I was like, wait, <laughs> am I? No, 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 you didn't think that. (laughs) My mom read comments once and it was like a lot of them were saying that. And my mom calls me and she's like, hey, are you? And I was like, mom, no. (laughs) Don't you think I would tell you? (laughs) Yeah. 
I was like, I just have like chronic blow and food baby, you know? Got to keep it real over here. I also like, like, sorry, we don't have six packs, guys. Like, my bad. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I'm my human. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Normal sized woman over here. Um, I, I like to wear, I don't know, clothing that fits. Uh, sometimes it's tighter than, you know, like, and you can yeah. see what's going on inside my stomach and it's all about angles like i feel like just based on like where your swimsuit hits you can like look curvier and like thinner just it's all angles like you can take like the same photo and stand a different way and you'll look completely different just doesn't i started following this gal i don't know i have no idea what she does so i'm not a good follower but she posts pictures in like bikinis and workout clothes in like daylight and then compares it to like taking a posed picture and she'll show like cellulite rolls every like Mm. thing that everyone already has but they don't see and she's like incredibly fit but she's like look this is me when I first wake up in the morning and I'm turned this way and I'm standing on my tiptoes and my you know boobs are pointed out and she's like and this is me after I have breakfast and (laughs) I'm standing in sunlight and after you know, I have breakfast. this is what no, this is what <laughs> yeah a human body looks like not an Instagram filter but yeah. I, I feel like following accounts like that have <laughs> helped me deal with people on the internet being not so nice you know? I need to get better at that I need to get better at like just accepting what the photo looks like and what I look like and being like this is me this is this is what I look like and you can accept it or not. Sometimes I just agonize over over putting things on the internet and having it just be out there. It's tough. Yeah. I think that's super common, right? I think we all look at photos and agonize. I feel like it's also like a thin line of what we share because, you know, you were going through all of this privately and now you're going forward with it more publicly. So, you know, right. it does open up this sort of Pandora's box of other people's opinions, right? Even yeah. though they're not yeah. giving them straight to you, they're in the comment section or whatever, or, mm. yeah. you know, I think it's, it's a hard line to be like, well, I want to share because I want anyone else who's going through this to have, to know that other people are going through it, but also opening up the door for strangers to make comments on your choices <laughs> in your life and your body and your family. It's tough. Right, absolutely. It's a, hard, it's a hard place to be in. Mm-hmm. I think sharing is so brave. Absolutely. I was just going to ask, like, while you, after your first miscarriage with um, back in February, what sort of resources um, helped you and Ned get through? Like, mm-hmm. how did you react? Um, and like, what sort of things helped you? Because I know probably in the moment you panicked and like, yeah. as you were saying, you had trouble telling people like around you what had what had happened you know yeah and I'm sure that you, you know, only told people oh yeah yeah very few people we we told um you know right when it happened I mean n- having Ned kind of just be there on the journey with me was was one of the strongest you know supporters I I could have had uh you know the two of us we definitely had moments where we would just kind of look at each other and and just be so sad about just you know not not so much like not 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 so much about the situation but just about the feeling of grief and the and the feeling of loss um and just sharing that with each other um mm-hmm. you know uh but one of the one of the best um conversations that I had was when we were in New York and we were visiting a friend who uh, has a, um, a daughter who's a little bit over one. And I, I told her right then, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I just had a miscarriage. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm at like seven weeks and uh, I called my doctor the other day and, and, you know, she said that I'll have to come in. And so, you know, I was expressing that to her and she looks at me and she was like, oh, I, I had the same thing happen to me before before I had my first kid. Um, and I was like, what? Like, I didn't know that. Like we were, we, you know, we're, we're relatively close friends. And, and so we had this conversation about how, how, how did you not tell me? How, how, how did I not know that? Um, 
you know, I'm so glad you're sharing this with me now because that's exactly what I needed to hear. I needed, right. I needed to know that somebody knew what I was going through, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was just great. You know, uh, she told me you're going to be fine. <laughs> you're, you're going to get pregnant again. Um, there, it's not your fault. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, and my doctor said the same thing. I have a, I have a great doctor who I followed to, uh, a different hot, you know, I gave birth at, uh, at USC last time and, and then she moved to another hospital and I followed her over there because, uh, because I just like her so much. She's so down to earth and, and just, you know, it's, she, she just, she knows what I need to hear. And that is, she, she actually, when I, you know, when I came in after the miscarriage and, uh, and you know, she had seen the ultrasound and she said, yeah, you know, you, you did have a miscarriage. She was the one tearing up, um, you know, which like, I know she's like, she's yeah. my doctor. She probably deals with this every day, but you know, she just, she knew how, how much we wanted a second kid and, and you know, how, how much we had been trying and, you know, I'm happy that you had the, you felt that you had, or you had the support that you needed at that time. Yeah, I'm sure it can feel very isolating when people around you are having babies and you're seeing it online and you're struggling to get pregnant. I'm sure that situation can feel really isolating for. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you just have to reach out. You know, I think any problems that that people are having with with pregnancy, with infertility, miscarriage, you know, there are other women out there who have been through the same thing. And so I, I'm of the opinion that we need to talk about it and, and share. You guys can hear, <laughs> you can hear Wes down the hall. I can totally hear him running. <laughs> Ariel, is um, Wes excited to be a big brother? Does he like understand? I couldn't tell from the video if he understood or if he just thought your belly was nice. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You know, I I honestly can't tell if he really understands the concept either. Um, he has a little baby doll uh, that he like plays with and he holds and he like puts it in in a little bed, and and so I think he understands the concept of like oh baby, you know, like so cute. And I know that when he sees, mm-hmm. or actually when when he would see um, uh, June and Poppy when they were mm-hmm. really little, when they weren't walking and. Uh, um, he'd be like, baby, when are we going to see baby? You know? <laughs> so I think he, I think he understands the concept of, of like a little one, but I don't think we're quite there yet with the like sharing of your things and sharing of your parents. And this baby's going to, you know, be here <laughs> and, uh be a sibling to you you know you're not going to be able to just put it away and and go back to having your parents all to yourself um yeah i have this feeling that he is going to get very very jealous i just i just i know my kid probably oh and i just know that he's not gonna want to share anything uh he's (laughs) He's kind of an attention hog as is, uh, as you guys know. Um, and so I I can just imagine that like, I mean, when Ned and I are doing something else and he wants our attention, he will take whatever we are doing and throw it. And he'll, you know, it, he'll, he'll just be like, he'll just be like, you're not doing that anymore. You are paying attention to me. And so I just imagine that I'll be like, you know, nursing a newborn and, uh, and, um, and he's like, excuse me, I need some attention now. And, you know, he'll start like pulling at the, at the newborn. I will see. We'll see. Aww. It's going to be nice. It'll be a work in but progress. I, it's going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have to Has, work really hard. Have you started thinking about names and have you asked Wes his opinion on names? Because I remember Ooh. when my mom was asking me what I should name my youngest sister. Isn't and that weird? You say? I remember. Okay. I don't remember the reasoning, but my mom was going to name my younger sister Macarena. Not even joking. It was like between Macarena, Macarena. She liked the name. And I was like, huh? Cute. Ivana? 
I think she asked me and my older sister. Yeah, I think I wanted to name her after an ice cream flavor because, you know, ice cream was good and I was three. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds right. Hey, everyone. Sorry for the little tech note. My microphone died towards the end of the podcast. So for the rest of this episode, we'll be using the Zoom recording. Apologies again. And still trying to get this all figured out. Uh, how did you decide on a name for Wes? And like, have you started thinking of names for future baby? Oh, we have started. We have started thinking about it. Uh, it's so hard because uh, we're going with the same criteria for Wes's name, which um, we really like the one syllable name. Uh, you know that uh, that you can kind of give him a a a nickname, like you know Wes. Built in Wes. We were very close to just naming Wes Wes. And then mm-hmm. when it came to writing it on his birth certificate, we were like, oh, we should really give him like a full name. Right? <laughs> Isn't it wild that you can write whatever you want on a birth certificate and they will name a child that? I've never felt so powerful in my entire life. I'd feel so nervous. What happens if I like spell something wrong or I don't know? You know, there there is yeah. somebody sitting at a computer who enters these into the system. And if they get it spelled wrong, it is wrong for the rest of their lives. And then when Pressure. they want to book an interna- international flight. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but yeah, we have started thinking about names. Um, there's a lot of names out there that... It, you, I, okay, so you guys will probably have this problem too, where you when you go to name a child, there are a lot of people that you know and a lot of, of associations right. that you have right. with certain names. And oh, yeah. that oh, makes yeah. those names off limits. Yes. You know? Right. Like, yes. oh, but my sister's dog's name is is Michael. You know? And so it's like, you, mm-hmm. you, you just, you, you can't, like, those names are off limits. Or, if you're a really good friend, uh, if your friend has told you that what they're going to name their kids, and uh and you oh. then like you're like oh yeah i really like that name and you know you can either choose to match it from them or or you can't be a really good that. friend and and let them have it which i i haven't had a friend yet tell me a name that i was like ooh Ooh, I really, really like that. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but that is now mine. No, I haven't. I have not had to do that. Uh, well, and I, I hope I wouldn't. I hope I would be a good friend and not take their name. Yeah. Um, my sister-in-law's baby name list included Penelope, nicknamed Poppy. But she gifted me the list. She was like, you can use any of these. And I saw oh. it and I burst into tears. And I was like, I'm taking one. So she gifted me the whole list. Wow. I know. That is generous. It is. And did you and Ned That's agree? That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. We sort of agreed. It, it, I mean, with Wes, it came down to the very last minute. You know, we're, right, we're like, right. okay, we've got to see the name now. What does this kid look like? Because, uh, yeah, we, we definitely disagreed for a little while. Ned liked one name. I liked another name. And, uh, oh, but one tip. One tip I have uh, that Ned and I actually adhere to with Wes is do not tell anybody what you're going to name your child. For sure. Name them that because you could absolutely love one name and then you tell like your mom and your mom goes, oh, oh, I don't know mm-hmm. about that. And you're, then you're just devastated yes. and you have to, and, and then what do you do? And then you, you what, you have to change your whole, like it's, it completely changes the your thought process around the name. And so, but after you've named a child and then you tell Too people, bad. nobody, like, nobody is going name. to be like, oh, oh, I don't know about oh. that. Like nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Right. So, you so true. A good tip. A as much as everybody asks, you just have to kind of keep it a secret. So were you gearing up to name the baby Bowie or Alfred and those just got <laughs> stolen out from under you? Absolutely. <laughs> Bowie Fulmer. Pretty cute name. Um, yeah. What? Uh, I mean, Bowie's a really cute name too. Mm-hmm. Bowie's actually, uh, actually, we all know, we all have a friend whose dog's name is Theo. 
And I was That's really into name. the name Theo. Mm, so Theo sweet. But Ned said no. He's like, That's no. a dog's name. The dog. <laughs> I couldn't imagine naming a human considering it took us a hundred years to name Alfred. Did but, it? Like, the the pressure of naming a cat was so overwhelming that it made me think like, That's oh so my God, funny. when we have a baby, we're going to just fall on the ground and not what know were what we're your, going to have to ask someone else. <laughs> what were your backup names, Becky? What did you ditch before you got to Alfred? What did we do? So we wanted, he looked very regal. So we wanted a British man's name, but then Keith really did not want a pop culture related name because I was like what about I did like Bruce I did I don't even remember there were some other Benedict um Mm. we had like we're gonna call him Benny but he's like no I don't want anything pop culture and then I snuck in Alfred because Alfred's the (laughs) color in Batman (laughs) got him deep pop culture but yeah I could literally could not imagine naming a human the pressure. The pressure. Sounds, I know. I feel like the same. Zach and I have such different tastes and names, and we, but we had like a different name for the first month, I think. Yeah. What was we it? Th- what was we like name? fluctuated. Zach really wanted to name Bowie Luda, like Ludacris. And then we went through a phase where we were going to name him Boba, but Bowie's not the right dog to be named Boba. And we really liked no. Boba at the time. And Boba's a cute pug. I know, right? <laughs> or like a Frenchie. Yeah, but uh, we went through a lot of names for him. Hello. I feel like this is a really good question to ask Matt. Because oh, you know, yeah. now they have three dogs. And they all have such good names. They you know, do? I always thought Pesto was the most amazing name for a dog. I was like, oh, oh, why didn't I think of that? You know? <laughs> yeah. I also feel like their names fit their dogs fit their dogs really well. I do like Kimbop now being called Kimberly as like his Kimberly. Thing. I think it is the cutest thing. Kimberly. <laughs> well, it sounds like Boba and Luda are up for grabs still. Yeah, you can take him. Yeah, you know. know it's not up for grabs? <laughs> happy. Nobody likes happy. Happy Happersburger. That <laughs> would have been a good name for a cat. A bad name. <laughs> happy Happersburger no, is a human. great name. <laughs> Please name your firstborn happy. Happy did not like it. Keith didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it. I wouldn't fully support happy. Called dogs. You said that was a dog's (laughs) name. Lies. (laughs) Insults. Insults. I'm glad Maggie got a vote on the name. I know, right? (laughs) I will be. Yeah, Becky will have me at the table when she names her firstborn. (laughs) Be like happy. Happy's coming back. I said I liked it. <laughs> Ariel, so you said you're going to be, you know, uh, more on bed rest this time than you were with the last pregnancy. What you gonna be watching? What's your trashy TV go to? Great question. Well, Becky, let me tell you, you know, it's been tough to find a show that Ned and I watch together. Um, let's see right now. I never got to finish too hot to handle. So (laughs) I don't know. know You're behind on too hot to handle. I'm behind on too hot to handle. I've, I've only watched like maybe four episodes or something like that. Um, I heard they're going to be, wait, is it them or love Island supposed to be shooting again? I think they're like quarantining. And I heard that forgot which one it was i think it might have been love island i'm not sure that's hilarious i've never seen stay tuned tuned. maybe that's one i remember when when ned and i i mean you know you know i love those like oh becky i did watch that show cursed it was great ned and i were way into it (laughs) Ariel was talking about last kingdom and then it was like my phone was listening or something because i went home and i immediately got served an ad for cursed on netflix which is like a i was just i immediately sent it to her i was like ariel i got your next show don't even worry about it <laughs> had medieval. you watched it There's becky witchy. no no we keith did not like the trailer he was put off by the trailer he thought there was too much sexy sword fighting that's straight up fulmer alley sexy sword fighting <laughs> that's why i was like it's sexy it's medieval get it fulmers get it's it it's your outlander you know oh yeah I, you know, I, I wish that all of our, all of our, sh- well, 
aren't all of our shows going to start coming back soon? You know, like we're going to get uh, Handmaid's Tale back at some point. I mean, are, are, they, they, are they shooting? I hope so. I know. Mm. That's really the thing is we're going into, we're going into a, uh, like a desert. We're going into a TV desert because yeah. nobody yeah. could shoot during quarantine. Well, they are shooting The Bachelorette right now. Did and you hear the tea? tea? Yes. <gasps> what? Tell I me. I am pumped. It's crazy. So uh, The Bachelor is currently filming. They were talking about doing a quarantine. So it's going to be a little different than previous seasons because they're not going to be traveling as much or at all. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But apparently the new Bachelorette has been replaced. The word on the street is that she fell in love in like the first episode and refused to film. That (gasps) was the, that's on the gossip blogs. That's not confirmed, but it's on the gossip blogs. Did you see pictures of the guy she fell in love with on day one? No, it was supposed to, it's the guy she gave the first impression rose to, I think. Oh, I I saw. And I understand. He's beautiful. He's very like, I beautiful. Would quit the show too. I'll text you yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. So they have now replaced her with someone from. I didn't watch Colton season, but it's someone who was on Colton season. So are they going to? Are they going to air that one episode? They said Probably they. Not. Or the again, this is all a gossip blog. Said that they brought back contestants that had previously been kicked off by Claire. So they had to have filmed at least like a couple. Mm-hmm. For people to get kicked off and they're bringing back Tasha, who is yeah. lovely very I mean, very exciting if it's true ariel maybe. this is when you get on board with the bachelor i think your is time this my, has is come. this my moment is this my they're moment to watch the bachelor 35 seasons <laughs> that is so i'll give you some start go with Start with, I love Jojo's season. I thought it was such a mm-hmm. funny season. Same with um, Hannah Brown's season. Um, but for the longest time, Keith and I didn't watch Bachelor. We only watched Bachelorette. Something was creepy to us about like one man and like 35 women. But for some reason, it didn't weird us out that it was one woman and 35 men. But then one of my <laughs> friends was like, don't discriminate. Like shitty TV is both male and female on The Bachelorette. Watch it all. And then we got Pilot Pete season. Don't watch that, Ariel. Don't waste your time on Pete. Oh, Pilot yeah. Pete. He's doing embarrassing things on TikTok these days. He's on his like third contestant that he fell in love with, got engaged to. It's not It's not good. It's weird. It's a strange situation. And the season was just really boring in general. But we really, we got into it on JoJo season. So, and Ned might watch it with you because um, Aaron Rodgers' brother is on it. Uh, well, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this uh very special episode of you can sit with us um you are always welcome to sit with us and you can find our podcast on any of the podcast places like spotify such as apple (laughs) and other places um you know if you rate us five stars and leave us a little tidbit in the comments we uh we do read those and we would love to um use those on on our pod uh and yeah, you can always yeah. email us at you can sit with us pod at gmail.com are they allowed to send us audio messages you know like on um radio shows where they like play the audio message i like hearing people's voices Ooh. is that possible yeah send us audio messages and it's like they're sitting with us i yeah. love it it's very npr I like sending my friends text messages that way. So like I'll wake them up in the morning. I'll be like, good morning. It's Maggie. It's just so much more personal. <laughs> Send us audio messages. I want to hear your voices. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.